This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth, hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast. It is a new monthly medicine. Welcome to December. Welcome to this last cycle in 2019, our last monthly medicine episode of 2019. Before we journey into the enormous upgrade, evolutionary, humongous gateway that is 2020 in this new decade that we're um, looking into as a collective right now, I'm so happy to be with you, so happy to be with all of you. Um, we're going to talk about so much today. We're going to talk about what we can expect from December, its invitation, the cards of the month. We're going to talk about um, Sagittarius, what we can expect from the fact that <clears throat> December moves us from Sagittarius to Capricorn. And we'll speak a little bit about temperance and the devil. You have to pardon me. I have a little bit of a throat thing going on. I know that's not the most pleasant thing to listen to, but I'd rather record than be late. <clears throat> so there'll be some clearing of throats on this, um, which I guess is, um, you know, there's something to that, I think. Um, whenever there's big truth, whenever there's really big energy, um, there's always something happening with my throat, whether it's a little dry or a little scratchy, and I'm sure that many of you feel the same way. So um, really, it just speaks to whatever energetic energy, <laughs> energetic energy, whatever energies are out there that are trying to keep me from speaking, you can just fuck right off. So thank you in advance for dealing with my throat. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about so much. Um, the invitation of Sagittarius season, how we can work with this time and, you know, um, the intuitive downloads for the month ahead. Um, and I'm also going to talk about kind of what we've been in recently, but before I do, I have a couple of really fun announcements, I think. Um, for the first time ever in terms of my courses and classes and workshops, I'm having twins. So this is the first time, um, that I've had two offerings out at one time. Um, they're truly twins. I was not expecting to put out the second one at all. It came down and in very quickly. Um, it's delightful. I had no idea it was kind of hiding back there, but, um, I'm absolutely overjoyed to announce that I have two things on sale right now, both really on sale. It's such a weird way to say it, but both two things that are available, um, up this minute on my website right now available for you to purchase or to gift. If you'd like to gift, um, somebody, uh, these items or item for the holidays. Um, I have, uh, the threshold for 2020. So if you don't know about this, the threshold is an offering that I did last year. It was, I, feel very comfortable saying wildly popular without question, the absolute most popular thing I've ever done in terms of people who, um, purchased it and appreciated it and liked it. So the threshold is a big humongous download about the year ahead. So it's 
all about 2020. And this particular threshold is even more fleshed out and even more rich than last year's by far, because we're not only talking about um, what we were doing in 2019, what the, like releasing the hangman, really appreciating what it brought and what the last decade brought, um, being fully open to not only the emperor, but the energy of, you know, a four year and the energy of a new decade. But we're going to also talk about the fours of the tarot because next year is a four year, two plus two equals four and we're in 2020. Um, we're going to speak a little bit about judgment and why that shows up because we have two twenties in next year. So there's like a lot of richness and, um, the fours of the tarot, I really think are, um, wonderful, going to be wonderful allies for us in 2020. Um, the, I find that when there's a match between a major arcana, that's, um, 10 and under, um, it is very powerful to sink into the number that corresponds with it in the minors and the fours are going to be very, very supportive to us. So, um, there's a beautiful workbook with some really special spreads, including my spiral ahead spread, which is a, I would say a pretty, um, nice, uh, um, substitute or addition to a year ahead spread because it goes off of different prompts. Um, and I, I love a year ahead spread, but this is a really nice thing to do in addition. So that's up and available for purchase. And the material will be available for people to download by um, December 5th, but you can purchase it. So when you're ready to go, it will go. And um, Threshold's one of those offerings because it's timed, even though we'll be in 2020 for another year, um, what I talk about in terms of letting go of the hangman such, that is a timed offering. So it won't be up um, the whole year, it'll have an end date. So if you're interested, now's the time. And the other offering that I have available for right now is called boundaries and self-care for the wild soul. And this one is, um, one that's came through and it's one that I've sort of been like nursing for a little bit. And it's been in the back of my mind for some time about how, you know, doing a, a little bit of a more fleshed out, um, extended, uh, little offering about what it is to really live in alignment with the boundaries that we desire to and how to care for ourselves. So, um, I'm very excited about this because here's what this offering isn't. It's not a list of a million different things you can do to take care of yourself. It is a course. Uh, I'm sorry. It is a workshop. It's smaller than a course, um, but it is a rich workshop, lots of material. It is a workshop that um, spends some time explaining that you personally have your own brilliant autonomous, fully formed extension of self-care wisdom and tools within you. Yes, you. <laughs> Maybe the person who's like, I don't know how the fuck to take care of myself. With all due respect to you, you do. Um, we often feel totally inadequate in the face of that. Self-care has really become um, a conversation that involves and revolves around a lot of privilege, a lot of wealth, um, and a lot of 
here's what to do. And really, um, it's a conversation that can't take us very far. The key really is to find out what makes us feel like our cup is being filled. And that can feel so daunting. So basically this workshop is a really strong, heart-centered, fleshed out um, guide on how to do that, on literally how to find, feel into the reclamation of your, I'm calling it wild medicine, like the medicine you have in you that is perfect it's exactly what you need that you absolutely know nurtures you and supports you. And if you have no idea how to do that, how to try to feel into that and start to weave those in, weave in those little threads. And there's all kinds of um, prompts and exercises and things we can do to um, kind of stitch those together. And so at the end of a year, potentially, because you can purchase that anytime, that'll be up evergreen. Um, but at the end of, you know, some time with working with the material, you may really find that you are feeling, um, really strong and sturdy and resourced in terms of what you do to help yourself feel cared for and, um, holding yourself in compassion. So, um, it's definitely not a list of stuff that you can do to take care of yourself, but it is how you can begin to, um, shift from a sense of brain trying to figure out self-care to soul and heart. Um, I'm very proud of it. I'm very excited to share it. Um, I love talking about this stuff because uh, I am absolutely one of those people who um, I cannot receive a lot of body work because of the physical trauma I have from my PTSD. Um, I am not comfortable with it. Um, that's just fine. My body is so perfect in what it needs. Um, I enjoy a bath, but I, I don't particularly make a meal out of it. Buying myself flowers really does nothing for me. Um, although it is very nice, um, for me, non-judgmental, compassionate self-care involves a lot of things that would never be on any wellness person's list of shit that like feels nurturing. And that's because I know my wild medicine. It's not about me sharing my wild medicine with you. It's about you finding your own. So, um, I'm excited for this. And if you're interested, it's available. Um, and also if you're feeling good, you don't need it. You don't need me. You don't really need me for anything. You really have everything you need. But if you are finding like, fuck, you know, I just, you know, I'm not sure I'm getting caught in a lot of shoulds with my self-care. This may help to just unblock and then you can kind of toss it away and just do your thing. Now, if it resonates with you, it's there for you. So I'm excited to present you with my twins. <laughs> They're both available and Threshold's $44 with a payment plan and uh, the self-care little class is $33. Um, the last thing I'll say, sorry, this has taken up some time, just passionate and excited about sharing. Um, is uh, I will have a new um, monthly medicine issue of my mailing list that's going to come out on December 2nd, Monday, December 2nd at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And if you're not signed up for my mailing list, you definitely want to be because I have a really special discount code that will be available for a lot of offerings on my site. Um, And there will be a special... um, This will be up on Instagram, but there'll be a really special um, 
just a couple of things in there spread for the month, what have you, that won't be shared anywhere else. So if you're interested in gaining lots of support for this month, um, I hopefully have you covered a little bit, but if you want to go even deeper for free, it's there. Um, sorry, again, that's just a lot more time <laughs> than I expected, but I was talking about two different offerings. Okay. Um, this last month, you know, I will be honest when I did the monthly medicine for November, the underwater cave, I kind of thought, um, I was a little off with it. And I thought, mm, I just don't know. This seems like a little off base. Um, but I was really quite surprised that, um, Scorpio season for the most part kind of was an underwater cave for many of us. It really was a time to actually swim in, go deeper than we ever have before. And you may have not felt that, but I'm really want to assure you hangman years. And we are in one right now. We're in a hangman year, getting ready to release a hangman year. May it be shown the door expediently. Um, getting ready to move into emperor in 2020, which is what we're going to go into in the threshold. Um, the thing with Scorpio season, we were so supported by that mercury retrograde in Scorpio that we were in, we were able to go way into the cellular, like into the DNA of shit. So while you may have not really felt like you were in that, everybody's a little different, right? Some people are not so scorpionic. Some people are, you know, really just depends on where you were in the spiral of things. But in general, the pieces and the resources were there to support us in going deep, deep, deep. So even if you weren't crying in bathtubs and going to therapy and processing all of this stuff and having these epiphanies, that's not really what it's about. If you were just feeling something come up again and again and again, or if you were super angry or really sad, or if something kept drawing you away or forward, that's really what it was. Like whatever your attention was drawn to, that was really what the Scorpio part of, of November was all about. And then we moved into Sagittarius and that has been pretty excruciating actually, I would say since we've been in that. And there's a couple reasons for that. Sagittarius energetically is fire. Obviously we know that mutable fire. And one of the, um, most challenging energies, not the sign, but to feel because coming out of Scorpio, which is so much a part of, you know, fixed water, we're really in one energetic playing field in Scorpio season for better or for worse. And some people love Sagittarius energy and that's wonderful. And some, in some years it's, it's fabulous. But if you mix together Sagittarius energy with hangman energy, there's like, um, it's like grinding metal on metal. It can feel really, really challenging. And so for many of us, there have been a couple of things happening. One, 
Sagittarius is really the gatekeeper of our New Year's. If you go on, uh, if you're following the collective, and I say that with quotes because there are obviously many micro collectives and many macro collectives that don't acknowledge 2020 as their new year, 100%. And by the way, I just want to acknowledge that too. I should have said that with the threshold. If you do not acknowledge 2020 as your new year, that's like, I bow to you. That's absolutely beautiful. Um, An enormous portion of the planet does. So even though it was like pretty much made up by the church, um, it's worthy of acknowledgement because when enough people give such a thing collective intent, um, it really starts to gather a lot of movement behind it and spirit will really use anything it can to work with us. So it's not to say that the threshold is meant to exclude you, but I'm not going to speak to something that I don't know. So, um, you can do your own version of threshold for other (laughs) versions of the year, you know, um, in your own way. But, um, yeah, so acknowledging that, If we're going on the fact that 2020 is our new year, which is, again, what I talk about, so if it doesn't resonate with you, you don't have to listen, Um, Sagittarius really guides us out. Capricorn leads us to the door and through the door, but Sagittarius is really where everything gets wrapped up, and to move through a mutable fire energy is really intense. It brings up a lot of stuff. It brought forward a lot of movement without us really being able to put it anywhere. And so it's really just all been internalized. Um, But the gloriousness of Sagittarius energy is absolutely, you know, infinite in nature. It's a beautiful sign and a beautiful energy. And when we speak of Sagittarius energy, we're speaking of temperance. So for the month of December, we're really traveling through temperance energy. And temperance energy is like this December, very multifaceted, very complex, very um, many, many choirs and harmonies going on at one time. But essentially to like deeply simplify, paraphrase, break down temperance to its um, purest and perhaps uh, maybe not purest, but most simplistic form. Temperance is when we stop acknowledging, when we stop believing, stop believing the lie that we are just a self without a soul that we are just a self with will that is not connected to anything greater than what we believe ourselves to be, that the extreme minutia of the mind attempts to manipulate and control. And by the way, many of us who are deeply connected to our soul selves operate off of the brain self most of the time. Do you check in about everything you do before you do it? Probably not because you're a person (laughs) and it takes a lot to make that commitment in a life. And sometimes we forget and sometimes we don't. Temperance energy when it comes in says, I'm going to hold up a mirror to all of the things that you choose to engage with that are connected to your version, your belief of yourself as someone that does not have divine help, that does not have divine support. You have basically gone as far as you can go just on your stuff. 
and your stuff is good, but just on you, just on the brain, now you get to make a decision. Now, two things happen in December, the month of December, and in temperance, which is the energy that really carries us over this month, two things happen. One, the brain limitations that we've been running on start to get real fucking clear about like, whoa, I have been choosing this, choosing that, not asking for help here, not even considering I could change this because I don't know how. I don't know how to do it, but spirit does. So the second part of it is that it starts to nudge us like walls in the birth canal kind of squeeze us literally out. It starts to nudge and squeeze us to start including more, to start choosing our souls because that's what it is. When I say choose your soul, that, that, you know, phrase, that idea has become so watered down. It's actually the most fierce, courageous, raw, incredible choice you could make. Because to say you're choosing your soul means that you are committed to acknowledging that the brain is never going to be, ever going to be an evolutionary, helpful, multitudinous voice that is a compass for your growth. It is here to support the soul. It's here to keep us in what we know, certainly. It's here to help us literally be smaller. And so when we say we choose ourselves, that's incredible. What we're doing is choosing the soul self. We're choosing not to push the brain away, but to not allow it to drive the car anymore. And what December is, the phrase for December is choosing our soul self. That's it. We're choosing our soul self. This is crucial for many reasons that I'll get into, but it is also a time when that can actually be alchemized because of temperance. Because temperance is highly magical. So is Sagittarius. It has the ability to hold many things. It has the ability to be mutable, to be changeable, to actually um, blend fire and water, to blend the impossible. It can do that. You know, it can be teacher and student. It can do that. The thing that Sagittarius, one of the great masteries that Sagittarius undertakes in their lifetime is how to be comfortable not knowing everything, which is not to say that a Sagittarius listening to this is not a a deeply humble person. Humility is really not the same. Um, Comfortable not knowing, comfortable asking questions, comfortable being vulnerable, comfortable um, not being the total badasses that they usually are and saying, I'm not sure you know, I don't know. Um, and that's one of the great masteries. That's all temperance is, is being willing to break at the knees and say, fuck man, I don't know, but you might spirit. So I'm going to give this up to you. Huge for Sagittarius. It's all about what I know, what I keep, the wisdom I keep learning, 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 learning. Um, 
very strong sign in terms of, I know I will relate this. I will speak this. I am teaching. I am holding the space. But the Sagittarius person or the person moving through Sagittarius energy who is most connected to their highest and best will know when they don't know, will know enough to say that anything they know is really because their soul is open to something much greater than themselves, which isn't to say that the human is not capable of having enormous wisdom and energy, of course, but a lot of that is an expression of the soul. And that's really what we're doing. So choosing the soul self, huge, December is the last cycle of 2019, and it is a gateway month of epic proportions. It is our bridge, not only into 2020, a totally different number profile going back to line one of the tarot, back to the foundation, but an emperor year. Emperor is the first zodiacal card in the major arcana. Yes, the major arcana starts with the fool or with the magician, whatever you prefer. That's Aquarius and Mercury, like respectively. The emperor is ruled by Aries. So we're going into Aries energy in 2020. Aries is the newborn literally birthing itself out of the birth canal, screaming like a newborn, the sounds of life. It is the very expression, the rawest, most explosive expression of rooted life. We are here to take up space, our space, our soul space. When we are taking up space from the soul, we are never crowding anyone out, ever. That's what everyone's so afraid of. Like, well, what if I take up too much space? Impossible if you're coming from the soul. You can never take away from anyone because what you do can't be something that anyone else could ever do. But of course, that's such a big fear, right? For everybody, I think that's pretty human. So when we talk about December as a gateway month, we're talking about it, you know, I've used that phrase before and it's leading us from one paradigm, one frequency of existence to another. Leaving 2019 is leaving a decade that was here to really help us identify everything we don't want to carry with us forward. We are at a major turning point with our planet, with our climate, in many ways, huge turning point. In America, politically, no matter where you come from, that is absolutely true, that considering it as a tipping point or as a turning point is an understatement. Um, This is true in other places in the world, fully over. We're at a turning point, individually, collectively, planetarily, period. And moving into 2020 is a shift into a new decade that is bringing all of this forward in order to turn in the direction that we were really meant to, um, that we really incarnated here to express, it has to be the soul first. So what does that exactly mean, right? Um, We're talking about what you came here to do, what you came here to master. Souls did not come, souls do not come here to be complacent and comfortable. 
So I'm sorry to say that, but um, it's true. <laughs> Souls, they don't even really value that. They really value growth. They're here to help us grow. Um, it's not to say that we're looking for misery or we're looking to, um, you know, if somebody is in a miserable situation, we're not saying like, oh yeah, that's just the soul. Um, but there are moments where we have an experience miseries that are absolutely connected to what we're supposed to be mastering and learning through that. And if you're feeling triggered by it, I recommend that you sit and consider when have been the times where you have grown, been made into who you are through what you have suffered around. We're not glorifying it. We're naming what's true with everybody who is experiencing suffering on a micro basis or on a hugely macro basis, we can evolve or not. And it's not an excuse for anything. We're just naming what is present and asking ourselves, are we connecting with this from a place of mastery or are we not? And it's really not about, um, again, not an idea that if we're doing everything right, we're comfortable. It's actually sometimes the opposite, that really the experiences that we have that draw us into discomforts, draw us into dis, um, like the uneasiness of, oof, not quite sure, not, I, I don't really know. Um, those experiences are really where the soul desires to thrive. So what we're doing here is we're actually being invited to let go of this idea that we have to know the how, we have to know what it is that we're moving into or what we're doing, um, that we have to be comfortable, we have to be sure. All that is never really worked anyway. Nobody's comfortable, nobody's sure. We can have massive privileges and still be pretty uncomfortable. So it is a universal experience, right, that discomfort is really synonymous with a lot of growth and evolution, um, we're letting go of the illusion that we're meant to necessarily experience anything different than what we're in. That if we've been working to try to bring something in and it hasn't worked and it hasn't worked, it's time to let it go and actually give it over to the energetic container that can hold and take care of it for us. Even if it's simply that um, we sit and we actually just get to grieve that we don't have it. Sometimes that's the only reason why if we deeply desire um, a partner, a child, um, and it's just not coming or an answer and it's just not coming. Sometimes it's just not coming because we have such deep grief around it. And we're being invited to feel and process that grief. Or there is a need to break and actually um, digest the experience of the disappointment or the heartbreak. Um, maybe the root systems that that has had with our parent wounding, with our birth wounding, with our love wounds, with the death of a parent that maybe is affecting the kind of love we want to receive in a relationship. Um, we're being invited to start weaving together with spirit. So asking yourself, what are you ready to let go of? And that's like one of those questions that's just like so, but it's true. What are you ready to let go of? Are you ready to let go of victim consciousness? 
Are you ready to let go of any relationship in your life where there is abuse? Because you don't need to be um, violently abused to be experiencing abusive energy. And it's not even necessarily that we're calling anyone out or in for that, but um, if it reflects and feels like abuse, then it's time to let it go. Sometimes it means starting with the relationship you have with the mind. Does the mind feel abusive to you? You can tell it to fuck off. It doesn't necessarily mean it'll stop, but you can stop picking up the phone. Something that my teacher, Michelle, has taught me and is totally correct. So it's not a bypassing. It's a choosing of truth. The brain is not a reliable narrator of anything. And we are a society that makes most of our decisions from the head. And we are changing that. That is the turning point. We are shifting that. A soul has always been the voice of truth for the individual and the collective. Always. Always. So we are simply being invited to make a decision to choose what is true. And December, energetically, is the cocoon that is going to help illuminate to us in the biggest way yet what we are not meant to take with us in this new decade. That has been what 2019 has been all about. That's hangman. Hangman is not so much about surrender. It is, but hangman is about completion. When we think about hangman, and many of you have heard me say this before, but hangman precedes the death card. So hangman does actually is the card that does all the death work. It's That's the card where we hang out and let everything strip away, have all the emotions, all the feelings, all the resistance, all the, I want to get the fuck out of here. All of those things come up so that when we shift into death, it's just the leaf falling off a tree. It's a simple, it's just the end of it. But the work has actually been done in hangman. That's what all of this year has been, has been the completion, the wrapping up, the ending of the shit that we are no longer meant to carry. I encourage you to take a moment and think about your year. What has been coming up for you? Because I guarantee you, if you look back at your year, you haven't been as surrendered. You haven't been as stuck, quote unquote, as you've made me believed. Where you have been stuck are the areas where you have been called to get clear about things in your life that are currently not necessarily blocking the places that you want to expand, but that you have to actually let go of certain pieces, habits, behaviors, um, choices in your life that are not supporting, not fully supporting the expansions and the growth in the directions that you want to go. Hangman actually says, oh, this is great. You want to move in that direction? Wonderful. I am going to bring up, though, all these things about your worth that maybe stem from this area, and I'm going to pull back all these memories so you can remember that it's not just you, it's because of these bunch of situations that have happened. So now I'm going to pull that back up so you can remember, you can process, you can fully complete your grief cycle, and then you can be free to move forward in this area. 
You're ready to call in a partner? Wonderful. I'm going to bring up all the rejection issues you have. <laughs> and I'm going to ish, like pretty much ensure that you will be able to experience this again and again and again and again so that you can start asking questions about what it is that you're looking for in a partner that you can't give to yourself or you can't get from yourself. I could go on and on. I have had this happen to me all year. So have you. So have you. It really just depends on what you've been in. And that's why I, um, Spirit has really called me to talk about what it is to appreciate the growthful discomforts. Because we're very used to thinking that if we're not comfortable, we're doing something wrong. And that is untrue. It's actually quite the opposite. Um, so when we think about a hangman year and we think about all the things that came up for us, all the beauty and the healing and the growth and the ending, quote unquote, of things for many of us has been quite joyful. There has also been endings of things this year that we have not wanted to carry forward, like bad relationships perhaps, or um, jobs that weren't really serving us or, um, you know, pain or, um, an illness that, you know, we went into remission around. There are many ways that we could have experienced this and, um, having really tough things happen right in balance with it right at the same time. So what are you ready to let go of? And more importantly, what's ready to let go of you? How can you stop trying to figure out how to do it and give it over to temperance, give it over to spirit, give it over to your soul? That is what the mutable fire of Sagittarius is here to help us do. So December is a major month of huge clearing, huge, <laughs> big time, big time clearing in every direction, in every way that you desire. That is really, and we're talking about an intention of the month, intending openness, surrendering, letting go what wants to be let go, anything that wants to be let go. If it's not coming with you in 2020, um, if it's not meant to come with you, you don't want it to accompany you. So 2020 is the initiation of a decade where people are really going to be expanding from their soul selves. And that means you, everybody, um, because the planet needs it, period. There's a lot, a lot of um, huge changes and shifts that are going to be coming this decade. And in 2020, big stuff, it's getting very real. Um, and the soul is really the compass the brain can't really take us forward all that much as a driver anymore. We're really seeing that like there's just the need to evolve. You know, we've been talking about it on this podcast for a bazillion years, but it's really true. We're reaching the point that we've really all been preparing for, which is this moment. Um, it's not to say like we'll get into the new year and everything will be different, but um, kind of, you know, there's just a different energetic imprint to this year that we're going into that we're not meant to take with us much of the programming that we're accustomed to. So um, I encourage you to journal about this. What are you ready to let go of? What's been wanting to let go of you? What's been coming up 
again and again and again. What do you feel so stuck around? You don't need to get it all figured out by the end of this year. Not at all. That's totally not what it's about, but you can set the intention. You can, that's what temperance is all about. You know, notice, you know, if you're listening to this thinking, I want to let go of this thing. I just like, I cannot figure out how give it up. That's what temperance is. We can't move that water in those two cups that that angel is holding on the temperance card from um, cup to cup in the way that the angel does. It's because we've given it over to the angel that the angel is able to do it for us. Because as human beings, we can only take that kind of weaving and that creation so far. I think that I'm a fairly intelligent person with good intention and, you know, fine enough. I don't know any of this shit. This is all my soul. All of it. Like, this doesn't like come from strategizing and manipulating and thinking. You can really only get so far with that. And you can see like when people do offerings and stuff, like it's not to drag anybody, but you can see like they've really thought a lot and I've done it in my own work. I'm dragging me. (laughs) Like you can see like they don't quite trust that spirits got them. And it's really kind of like trying to make you understand what they're doing rather than just doing it. And um, letting the people come who are interested and then letting the people go who aren't. So, um, that's what we're moving into is just greater trust. And then thinking about what came up for you this year that you're ready to lean into and embrace. What are you ready to embody? What are you ready to embody? My teacher, Michelle always says that the physical showing up of the thing that you've desired is the last part of a very long journey. She's so wise. And I think that, you know, she's dead ass right. That if we're wanting a thing, a home, a child, a, you know, a, a more money, like whatever the desire is, if we're wanting something though, and it's, um, really not coming in a simple way. Um, the, um, gaining of the thing or a different thing that we'd, than we'd imagine, but, um, understanding why the thing we originally wanted maybe wasn't in highest and best for us. Um, what we actually, um, claim or, or embrace or open our arms to is actually the last piece of a very, very long internal journey where we've gotten and probably have gotten lots of opportunities to be very, very clear about like, Hmm, why exactly do I desire this? How am I trying to get this thing? Is this thing happening with the right collaborators? Whatever, you know, and and it's all about timing, all about ease. But, um, that thing, that physical thing at the end of the road is the last part of the, a very long road. It's always internal first, external last always. Um, and that's Michelle's teaching that, um, is absolutely true for me. And I do think that that's really important here too. When we think about the idea of choosing our soul self, choosing to be proactive, surrendered, um, humble, soft in the face of this last cycle with hangman, how much can you give over? How much can you lean into? Can you stay in the pose, so to speak, without getting out of it and thinking like, I just, you know, how much are you comfortable with not knowing? Because that's been a huge part of 2019 that we just don't know jack shit. 
We don't know. We're not getting answers. We're not getting clarity. We're seeing like just a peak, you know, around the corner and then just a peak around the next corner. We're not seeing much that's coming. And that's because we are letting go of the paradigm of being able to see into the future. There never has been a future. We are birthing it in every moment that we're awake in the soul self and really in the brain self. Because if we're making choices from brain, we're totally weaving a future. It's just brain generated. That's not bad, but it's going to be pretty um, minimal in terms of the options. It'll really be what your brain can conceive of of the possibilities as being, whereas the soul is pretty limitless. Um, Choosing the soul self is just choosing the truth of you. It's choosing the life that you know is burning inside of you rather than the safety that you think you should do. It's choosing what you know to be in your highest and best in spite of how disappointed it's going to make your ego. It's choosing to acknowledge the work that wants to come through you rather than looking to see what anyone else is doing. It's letting go of comparisons, of judgments, of shoulds, of bullshit that we've carried forever with these, you know, generations that have raised us that were doing their best, but they're not where we are now. And to the generations that raised us, you're doing the same thing we're doing. We're all on the path together. We're not blaming anybody. The generations that came to before us were raised by someone. So you too are being called to evolve. Huge. So December is a huge gateway month. It's a massive threshold. It's the turning. We're being called to make our choice. This is also eclipse season. You know, we have a fucking new moon eclipse on Christmas Day. <laughs> if that is not a revitalization of, and you know, I'm not here to bash Christmas, but again, it's an evolutionary time. Like, what are we bringing forward? Like a new moon in Capricorn, an eclipse on Christmas. as no joke. It really isn't. We're being called to see, like, how do we think about these things? Do these things resonate with us anymore? Why do we do the things that we do? Just not, none of it bad or good. We're just asking questions, getting very clear about why or why. Why do we do the things we do? Just really getting clear on that. Um, what are you ready to let go of? What are you ready to lean into? Welcoming the fact that we're doing most of this work in Sagittarius energy and then right on the winter solstice for us in the Northern Hemisphere, huge day, our Yule, um, we move into the Devil card. And the Devil card in Capricorn is actually what helps to guide us out of 20, or out of the year we're in and into the year we're about to go into. Um, very wise choice to have that there. Very powerful The devil is a tremendous card of huge choice and liberation where we actually get to say, um, I am not this brain and I get to choose. I get to acknowledge that, you know, anytime we get the devil, I always like to say it means we're doing everything right, you know, because the brain doesn't tantrum. It doesn't dig up dust. It doesn't invite us into old um, bullshit unless it's frightened of our... um, expansion, unless it's afraid it's going to lose us in some way. And we'll talk way more about Capricorn in later episodes, but it's cool to just hold this space that 
the thing, the energy, the anchor that's really helping us do all of this work um, about clarification and huge release, just letting it all go unabashedly. Obviously be responsible with your choices and do what's in highest and best for you, but like don't fucking do it if it doesn't really resonate for you. And by the way, that doesn't mean that there can't be intersections and overlap. I worked for most of my life. You know, I've never had money that's been handed to me. I've always had to work for my money for forever. I did stuff because I felt like uh, I have to, <laughs> like I don't have choices here. Even when it was work that was absolutely beautiful, like readings that, you know, I never want to say that I didn't like doing readings. I loved my clients. It was such an honor to get to do that work. It was never my favorite thing. And it left me exhausted and ragged. Um, and uh, I, I am a teacher at heart. I love to teach. And I just stopped reading like a year ago. And I still have things that come up in my work that I think, you know, geez, I don't know if I particularly want to do that. I worked three to four jobs for most of my life. So I'm not saying like quit all your jobs and like go to the south of France. Not at all. But maybe maybe building in time for what you love to do with that. Maybe shifting the kind of job that you work if you have that privilege, if you have that ability. And sometimes it's really just completely a personal thing. So it's not about necessarily like tossing out everything you don't love, but consider it consider that what you cannot conceive of as possible, you can give up to temperance that there can actually be an alchemical, mutable, firing process, a process that can transform you over time, the more you give over to it, to be able to say, you know, I fucking hate doing this and I can't see any way out of it, but I'm going to give it up to you, spirit. I'm willing to consider. That's what we're talking about. You know? Um, so very, very powerful choosing the soul self. Um, our cards for the month ahead, I'm shifting things a little bit in the monthly medicines going forward. I used to do a huge like reading for the month and I'm not feeling called to do that anymore. So I just really feel called to pull uh, one card in this case tonight um, for the monthly medicine for December two came up two cards, but you know, I would much rather talk more about the um, energy of the time and one or two cards that we can really hold to as anchors for the month ahead. Um, but before I get to that point, before I talk about the cards for the month ahead, I do want to acknowledge once again, you know, I mentioned at the, at the kind of beginning of this podcast that the energy had really been pretty excruciating lately. Um, it is fucking excruciating to have to weed through brain bullshit when it is gripped to us, when it says, I will not let you go. The soul is dangerous. You can't trust this. It is really hard to do that. So if you've been feeling weary, tired, like your brain is just so loud, you're not alone. It will pass. The brain can feel how intense this movement into 2020 is. It is scared it is freaking out. My brain is freaking out. You are not alone. It's just kind of not telling you the truth. It's telling you that um, it's scary. It's horrible. You can't do it. 
How could you let all this go? You know, it's bringing up whatever it's bringing up to distract us from the bigness and the unknown of the new year, of the new decade, because the brain is scared shitless because it knows it's losing control. It knows that it doesn't have the same um, hold over us that it used to have. And we're ready to release that. We're ready to let that go. We're ready to say, it's okay, brain, you can be totally scared. I'm just going to step forward anyway. So in whatever way this shows up for you, December may be uncomfortable. It can also be fucking exhilarating. You don't have to try to make the shit that you've been making work, work anymore. You can choose communication. You can choose questions. You can say, I don't see any way, again, you know, I don't see any way out of this, but I'm willing to ask. I'm willing to plant the seed. I'm willing to say, you know, I'm not sure, but possibly. I'm willing to ask questions. I'm willing to call in support on this. You know, being willing, that's really the key, is just to be willing. Um, to be willing that we could live life differently. Really. Uh, it is possible and really happening. So the more that we can lean into it, the better it'll be for us. And then our cards for the month ahead are the hero font and the 10 of wands. So hero font, of course, because the hero font is about us listening and believing our knowing, the soul's knowing, and even more maturely and wisely holding space for both experiences saying, well, my brain says this, my soul says that. Uh, I understand why my brain's doing what it's doing, and I still choose soul. Holding both and choosing soul is really what Hierophant is all about. It's a channeling card. We're becoming the channelers of our own inner voices, our own knowing, our own experience, and having the wisdom and the courage and the autonomy to say, the brain is a goddamn liar, and I don't have to listen to what it tells me to do anymore. Because more than likely, your brain, like mine, was reprogrammed by society, by your traumas, by your caretakers, whether they were lovely or not, almost always. So we're undoing that, undoing huge steps. And we can call upon the hero font anytime we feel confused about God, is this brain or is the soul? We can call upon the hero font any time to be able to say, okay, I'm going to give audience to my brain. What does my brain say? We can write it down, just really objective, listening without getting attached to a goddamn thing and just saying, okay, you know, I'm a terrible person. I'm, you know, this horrible thing might happen. Okay, interesting. And then we can say, you know, what's in the soul? You know, the brain is scared, but we're totally supported. Um, this is the next step. It's absolutely in alignment to do this, and it's okay that you don't know the answer. You know, whatever the soul might say in your arbitrary situation. Um, anytime you feel scared, anytime you feel afraid, anytime, anytime you are moved every day, tune in with your inner hero font because the hero font is one of those cards that. You know, ideally, we have a strong and sturdy relationship with all the cards in the tarot so that we can call upon them and notice when they're moving through us without even necessarily pulling them. That's just living tarot. Um, but with the hero font, we're really dipping into this place where we're choosing to observe what we believe and we're bringing 
clarity, decisions, we're bringing, hmm, not even clarity and decisions, we're bringing our wisdom to it, to be able to check in and say, do these beliefs actually match the truth of me? You know, am I running old programs on this stuff? You know, notice your patterns and relationships with, you know, um, you know, all kinds of things are going to come up. Um, notice what's come up for you this year. Notice what's coming up for you this month. You know, notice, like, you know, again, take very good care of yourselves all the time, but especially this month, because the enormity of what might want to go in you might be very big. And it's not big enough that you can't do it, but it might be very big because it could be that what you are being asked to release is big because you have something really big coming in 2020 that's here to fill that space. It's really about relocating, reallocating the energy that we expend through just doing all this brain stuff all the time. So really, um, we can call upon the hero font anytime. Hierophant is the sacred channeler. It's the holder of all the information. It's really the earthly channel, the ability to say, you know, here's what my, here's what's here. And here's what I know to be true in my soul. And this is the old story. And it feels really fucking true. But I know that the soul is truer. And the story here is a lie. Um, and very often it, it, you know, sometimes the brain can be in alignment with the soul, but not always. So that's why we check so that we're not just saying things that we're not checking in with, you know, so we're not operating out of stuff that has absolutely, we haven't tuned in with spirit about it at all. We're just kind of like going off of what we think, what we believe that they just these snap decisions and judgments. Hierophant asks us to go a little deeper it asks us to abandon, actually, um, the old paradigms of what we were taught, the old paradigms of what we just kind of automatically believe because of conditioning and recreate our own truth. And, you know, Ten of Wands is our second card in my offering, Tarot for What Is. Um, the Ten of Wands lesson is actually called the turning point, which I believe is true. Ten of Wands is the end of one cycle and the beginning of another. And it is an experience where we are called to examine all the things that we're holding, all the things that are taking up energetic space in our lives, every relationship, every thought, every pattern, every belief system, every um, burden that we have, every responsibility, and look at it all and say, was this ever mine to begin with? Is this meant to be on my plate at all? Is there someone else who would love to hold this? Can I give it over to someone else? Um, is it time for me to let go of this thing? You know, um, is it time for me to make more space for one of the wands in my life? Does that actually mean more to me than I'm giving it time and space for? Um, being really effective with our quality control, so to speak, being really effective with our decisions, with our um, sense of judiciousness, so to speak, our sense of judgment, our sense of being able to say soul judgment, which is a real oxymoron, but um, uh, our sense of soul knowing, really saying, you know, this isn't quite 
no, this isn't really like turning me on anymore. Um, can I call in something a little different? Um, Ten of Wands is really a revitalization of the energetic self. That's really what the wands are, is the energy of the body and the energy that moves through the body. It's our adrenals, you know, and um, to keep a fire burning, we have to um, tend it, take care of it. But if there's too much on the fire, the fire will burn out. And if there's too little on the fire, right, the fire takes a lot of work and attention and tending. So we're just bringing that level of loving attention to our inner fire. What is ready to go for you? What's ready to come in? So we're reaching the end of our time. So some highlights here. December is about choosing your soul self, choosing, not anything's making you, forcing you. There comes a point where we say, I have free will here and I can choose a life that's in alignment with brain or I can choose a life that's in alignment with soul. Anytime we move through an eclipse season, anytime we move through it, anytime we move through basically June or December, when we move through our solstice months, we um, are looking at where our inner dualities are, where are some parts of us out of balance, imbalance, what are we, you know, again, calling forward, letting go, um, all those questions, because solstices in and of themselves are enormously transformative gateways, huge thresholds. So there's a lot of that happening. Um, it's a big turning point month. Anything that you don't want to bring into 2020, you're being called to do some work on this month. Um, this is a month where we'll really be supported. Hero font energy is not super, um, up and out in the world. You might still be doing your regular level of activities and working. You may find that you're creatively very inspired. You may also find that you feel, quote, stuck. That stuckness is a part of spirit helping you to slow down to clarify what's not meant to go forward with you. So really try, I know it's very frustrating. It's also kind of the last vestiges of hangman. Really commit to letting whatever wants to go, go, because it's only going to be harder, <laughs> you know, um, for most of December, again, we're in Sagittarius energy. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of movement, a lot of fire, a lot of energy moving through us. Um, big temperance energy. We can channel a lot of that around asking for spiritual help, including our guides, starting to work a little bit on checking in more, um, being really mindful of our energy, making sure that in whatever way we feel kind of nourished by our food, by our choices, by our hydration, by whatever, everybody is completely different, but making choices that, um, hopefully really serve you. And like, if you don't, it's really not a big deal, but it's nice to prioritize that. Even I find just feeding myself to be a celebration some days. Um, so that's, that's really what we've got. It's a huge energetic pulse in the direction of being very present and making choices that prioritize the soul self. And if you feel like you don't quite know what that means, meditate on it. Be with it. 
feel into the differences, maybe subtle, maybe very overt between your brain voice and your soul voice, your soul knowing versus the brain. Um, I've mentioned this before. Usually the brain is a hell of a lot louder, bossier, use word, uses words like shoulds, brings up stuff like you shouldn't tell anyone this, isolates us, tries to keep us in patterns that are very similar, you know, likes to hook on things. The soul really doesn't do that. It's very easy. Um, it's very happy to let go of what doesn't want to be let go of. It's never in a rush. It doesn't push. It doesn't force. It it wants to include rather than isolate us. So just start paying attention to the mastery. Can you ask for help? Can you open? Can you be really comfortable with not knowing even a little tiny bit? You know, we're, we're all working on that this month. So thank you for listening if you've made it this far. Um, uh, you can sign up for the monthly newsletter where you'll get more energetic downloads on the month ahead, plus some discount, little discount code. If you want to invest in any of the offerings, um, select offerings, you can sign up for the two new offerings on my website, lindsaymack.com. The discount does not apply to the new offerings. So if you're like, Ooh, should I wait? No need. Um, and, uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. I hope that's it. <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing another Q&A episode, my only one, my only Q&A episode of this month because there is a very special Yule episode that I'm going to have with three spectacular guests. Um, the Wild Soul Yuletide Jamboree episode that will be coming out in, hmm, I think two, three weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Um, so I'll just have one Q&A episode. Um, we're going to be doing another deep dive into the inner voice and intuition, but on a different topic. Um, and I want to hear from you. So just keep your eyeballs out. Um, I'll be posting a prompt on my Instagram and probably on my newsletter as well about questions you may have around um, another subject relating to intuition. And um, yeah. And if you miss getting your question answered that's fine the episode will be up in a few weeks anyway so um wishing you all a happy transition into this new month um hoping all of you are receiving this from a state of coziness and uh until we next meet please take care of yourselves thanks for listening thank you so much for listening to tarot for the wild soul this podcast was edited by chase Voorhees. The podcast art is by Chelsea Iris Granger, and it is hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. For more about the podcast, visit wildsoulpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Tarot for the Wild Soul. For more about me and my work, please visit lindsaymack.com. To support Tarot for the Wild Soul, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us, and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for being here.